Welcome to Film Friends. I am your host, Jordan Smith, and with me, as always, co-host, Kate Eingorn. Good morning. And our man with the plan, Matt Bailey. Hi. <laughs> Yo, how's your plan doing? Um, It's a 48-day plan. <laughs> Okay, continue. <laughs> it's going really good. What day are you on? 48. Oh, okay. good. Nice, nice. You, you can see it. the light at the end of the tunnel. Nice. Yeah, and right after this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be wild. <laughs> Damn, I can't wait for it to pop off. Um, So let's address the Ellen, El- elephant. The Ellen. <laughs> let's address <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres first. Um, She's not as nice as people think she is. That was the news article I saw this week. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Huh. I didn't read it, but that was the headline. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you. Ellen DeGeneres or Op- Oprah Winfrey? Oprah. Yeah. Um. All these news, all this news about Ellen being a real bee has really <laughs> thrown me for a loop. Yeah, because she was like, she was america's aunt for a while right yeah <laughs> that's what they said that she apparently there was a uh i guess she was like a youtuber or someone that went on the show and apparently ellen just maybe she wasn't famous enough for ellen or something and ellen just was like super rude to her and uh she's been going off damn i mean ellen doesn't have time for a youtuber come on <laughs> She brought on the apparently kid. She has time for a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, yeah but then, then in the same vein, she brought on the apparently kid. So, like, we love that, right? We love him. <laughs> we love him. Yo, uh, I, I don't know if we have to hit up our engineer or something, but we should get um, the apparently drop. Oh. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great whenever we uh like we're about to drop an imdb fact or an al- alleged fact <laughs> yeah uh, i love it yeah i might have to make a call to our engineer and mm-hmm. see if <laughs> see if two things one maybe he could get the apparently kid for us um <laughs> or if not that maybe he could get us a drop as you said um yeah Word on the street is our engineer has large blocks of free time right now, so he might be down to do that. Okay. Yeah. Apparently Yo. he does. Apparently. <laughs> apparently yeah. our engineer also hits up the apparently. Yo, the apparently kid's probably not got a lot going on right now. He's probably free. Um, Home from school. Good to go. Let's just get him himself. And he has to be what? Like at least like 16 30? at this time? Uh. Apparently, the apparently kid is from my home area. So, yeah, north, the northeast, the, the northeast. <laughs> um, so I'll look into it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll tap our engineer and see what if he could pull any strings. Yeah. Um, but hey, this is episode one twenty seven. Um, we did it. We did it. Uh, we didn't even dress the elephant in the room, but you know what? We're gonna we're gonna keep that <laughs> elephant over there. Um, 
The, you mean the Ellen? <laughs> the Ellen, sorry. Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> is just in the corner of the room dancing. Um, so 127 BC, uh, the Scythians defeat the Parthians in a battle around Media. And yeah, that's all that happened. Scythian is spelled like the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, he sounds scary, dude. He sounds like a villain straight yeah, up. Yeah, he really does. Mm-hmm. Um, also known as Scythe, Saka, Sake, Izkuze, and Azkuze. Oh, Izkuze or Azkuze? <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> um, yeah, so 127 BC, not a lot going on, but we're back. Ooh, 127 AD. Hadrian. Emperor Hadrian returns to Rome after a seven-year voyage to the Roman provinces. Oh, thank God he's back. Yo, he's got to do his rounds. (laughs) Yeah, he does. And I have nothing but respect for that. He took his boy with him. (laughs) He did a seven-year voyage for seven episodes. And you know what? Kind of like Hadrian being back. We're back after our two-week voyage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the listeners, some of the keen listeners might have noticed we didn't put out an episode last week. Um, so we got yeah. a lot of mail about it. Yeah, we got a lot of mail. We got a lot of flack. Uh, there was a lot of, where are they now? <laughs> yeah. If you check VH1, you'll see us there. Where are they now? <laughs> um but, you know, we want to squash all those rumors and just say we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. Um, and there's also another thing. Once Hadrian gets back, um, acting on the advice of his proconsul of Asia, he determines that Christians shall not be put to death without a trial. OK. So- just like just Christian or Christians? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Christians. <laughs> OK. Yo, and no one named Christian will not not have a trial. <laughs> um, unfortunately, there's a death that might af- affect us, though, here. Plutarch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Plutarch's gone. Plutarch, yeah. rest in peace. Uh, not again. <laughs> he was a Greek historian, apparently. Yeah, well, <laughs> see? A perfect spot we could have dropped the apparently. <laughs> Um, I think one might call Plutarch a Pliny contemporary. Mm. Um, so they're dropping like flies, but Pliny's not. So we're still um, good. I don't. We've never referred to Plutarch before, correct? No, no, we have because he was in a sentence where you thought it sounded really sci-fi. <laughs> and. Uh, I, I, it, Honestly, I don't remember that, but right now I was like thinking Star Trek when I heard his yeah. name. So maybe I also don't remember Plutarch coming up before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I remember it. I have the worst yeah, memory. You out of notoriously all of don't. Us. I asked him a question yesterday about something that happened less than twelve hours ago, and he didn't remember it even happening. So hey, but he can remember like... Plutarch in his honor. Yo, hey, there's a lot going on in the world right now. <laughs> I can't remember it all, but I could remember Plutarch. So. And that's what's important. Remember, that is what's important. Remember the people of the past. <laughs> hey, uh, history repeats itself, so, you know. So Plutarch's so, a coming. <laughs> Wait till the right. name is popular in 2021. Um, cool. So that's all the history. Um, we address the elephant in the room that we 
haven't been here in two weeks. Um, yo, because we missed a week um, last week, I think the the audience deserves a special treat. Ooh, yo, you know what? You're right. I agree, and I just really love to know where you're going with this. So, go ahead, take it away. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess I kind of thought you would know where I, I was going. I also thought you would but, know where he was going. Um, I think we should um do a uh, Instagram live and show the audience our uh, Blu-ray collections. Oh, you know what? That is a treat that the listeners deserve. deserve. And hey, what do you say? Next Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Oh. What's the date? Oh, oh the date you, mean, you asked? I mean, um, May... May 5th. May oh, 4th. The 4th be with you? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so on Star Wars Day? <laughs> okay, on Star Wars Day. Okay, on Star Wars Day. May <laughs> 4th. 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I guess the listeners can tune into the Film Friends Instagram. podcast Instagram, um, and also if you're if you're if you're one of those weirdos that only follows Maddox Bailey out there, and not mm-hmm. us, you could tune into yours as well. Yeah, I think it, I think that's how it works. But okay. Yeah, you can tune <laughs> the either one, and I'm just gonna drop May the fourth. May the 4th at 9 p.m. a couple times during the podcast. Love it. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. And for those people who tune in halfway through. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. We'll get to show our collections. People could yay or nay it. Um, yeah, and if yeah. people want to send us pics of their collections too. We would love it. I spend yeah. a lot of time on Reddit just looking at... Uh, shelf porn. Shelf porn, <laughs> so I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I need. Yo, I might get a new movie before uh, the the collection. Oh no! For the reveal, so I can flaunt it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. You should. I can't wait to show off my like teen DVD collection. Oh, are we doing DVDs? Uh, that's a whole nother. I have boxes of DVDs. Yeah, I don't. Know. Are we breaking no, out? No, but I have very like specific and small collection of DVDs. Okay. Well, we- I'll allow it. Yeah, we'll allow it. Um, but cool. So yeah, a special treat for the listeners since we've been absent for a little bit. Uh, you can watch us show off our shelf porn for a little bit. And that's May the 4th. Be with you. At 9 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central. <laughs> Ooh, 8 p.m. No, Central. No, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Central. Um, 7 p.m. Mountain Time and 6 p.m. Pacific. That's right. Sorry, it's 10 p.m. Atlantic for all those Nova Scotia listeners. Jordan's just got all the times down. Yeah, I have the times down. Very impressed. I at one time was a cold caller. <laughs> yep. Um, cool. So that's a little business at the top. Uh, another order of business I kind of want to bring to the table is I want to shout out a little platform called Zencaster. Now, you might be thinking, what the hell is Zencaster? Well, if it weren't for Zencaster, you wouldn't be hearing uh, the, the, smooth. the smooth, the dulcet tones of Matt Bailey right now. So um, currently using Zencaster to record remotely. And we just want to give them a shout out because they do a, a really good job and their platforms for free. And yeah, just shout them out. 
Yo, hashtag Zencaster. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it going. Hashtag thankful for. Yeah, hashtag thankful for. Um, yeah, um, I guess before we dive into uh, our film friend for today, one, are there any gears out there that we need to grind down? Um, grind down. Hmm. Like our teeth at night, am I right? Yeah. Speaking of that, Bailey, I, I kind of want to hear your perspective on this. Uh, for the first time ever, two nights ago, I had a dream where my teeth fell out. And Yo. I've never had that before, like ever. And it was weird. Has that ever happened to you? Yo, um, this is very strange because I think I had the same dream. <laughs> Were you holding hands? <laughs> Yo, I literally, I told Bree, I had to dream that, like, my tooth fell out, but it wasn't, for for some reason, it wasn't, like, my whole tooth, it was just, like, the top portion, like, a layer fell off. Oh, that oh. really fucks me up. <laughs> like, it was, like, a coating around the tooth, I don't know, but, yeah, I had, like, I think it might have been two nights ago when I uh, had that dream that my teeth were falling out. yeah so i'm gonna take it even a step further in this dream where my teeth were falling out all my bottom teeth were falling out and mm. uh you and i were on a train together and <laughs> and our teeth were just falling out. <laughs> but no we were on a train together um with, i can confirm this because jordan told me this with this other person who i haven't seen in maybe 20 years <laughs> and uh i don't know why dreams do that but um but yeah i got off i told us to get off at the wrong stop and everybody was yelling at me and then i woke up so um yo might have been on a train dude all i can remember is looking down at my hand and there was just a part of my tooth and i didn't look left or right but you might have been sitting right there <laughs> <laughs> i was probably on the ground trying to pick up my teeth to be honest with you <laughs> That's so weird, though. Yeah, it is weird. I, I've never had that. And you know how people always say I'm having a dream that I, I'm falling to? Like, I've never had these eight, these typical ones. Um, Question. Is losing your teeth a typical dream? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Really? Yeah. Um, oh. I mean, Kate's kind of like a... I love dreams. Kate's stuff. like a dream uh, expert. So. I'm not... No, don't come to me with it. I'm not like I have to Google all the information. Um, I, I went hardcore like Googling it and it's not good. Like what it, it's and, you know, I'm in finals like week with my project. So I'm definitely stressed out and that's what's causing it. But yeah, um, I mean, there's also like a lot of dream research in psychology and like <clears throat> there's like a lot of root dreams that are anxiety based. And mm. that's one of them. It's like yeah, that running from someone, um, b like being chased, being trapped somewhere, falling, um, you know, the classic naked dream. <laughs> Ooh, naked dream. Um, naked in are, public, you know. <laughs> is it weird that all my dreams are just nightmares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so emo. <laughs> <laughs> It is, but I don't know if it's just because those are the ones I remember or those are, honestly, I feel like those are the only kind of dreams I have. No, that's pretty fine. It makes sense that, yeah. like, you remember those, though. They're, like, significant, impactful. Um, I don't know. Dreams are weird. I, I 
have a really tough time remembering my dreams like yeah. unless they're like super severe or they're the dreams where you're just at work doing your job. <laughs> Those are the worst. And then you wake up and you just go to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had one of those this week. Um, so you guys actually think uh, the dreams mean something? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> dreams are based off, like, when you remember your dreams and you have dreams, it's based off how active your REM cycle is. And your REM cycle is, like, when you're, like, partially awake. So, like, when you have, like, super vivid dreams, it means your REM cycle is, like, freaking out. So, like, what the dreams actually are. Oh, like, the stuff inside. Like, some of them do. Like, a lot like a lot of them are, like, anxiety. Like, your anxieties and stressors. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, a skeptic. You, you might have a cavity. <laughs> well, dude, that's that's for sure. <laughs> Yo, I can't remember the last time we went to the dentist. <laughs> yeah. I, Yo, don't do it. I didn't go to the dentist for like four or five years, and I went and had two cavities, and never had a cavity in my life before that. So, so you so you're saying don't do it, or you should just say do it more often so you don't have cavities? Well, it depends. There's two schools of thought. If you don't go, you don't have to face the fact that you have cavities. Uh, mm-hmm. If you do go, you you do. So. If you were to say you went to the dentist a year ago, I bet they would have said you're good. But the fact that you said you waited four years or like, yo, we got to find some cavities or make them up because we need yo, that money. Look, I, I'm i not going to come at the dental uh, hygienist field or the dental field. But I had that thought in my head that I'm like, because it was a new dentist. And I was like, I should have said, I, yeah, I, I, I got checked six months ago. Um she might have been more alarmed then with how fast you got they cavities. Yeah, you know, I think they might have played me for a fool. I those yep. teeth felt fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, they might have, dude. I when I used to go to the dentist, they would be like, "Do you floss?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." And they're like, "Oh yeah, I can really tell." I <laughs> <laughs> wasn't fucking flossing, dude. Oh yeah, who knows what's going on in that field? Um, I read an article one time that like. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm not gonna go down that, <laughs> that road. <laughs> but I'm a, skept- I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic. I'm like Joe Rogan over here. We're like talking about Ellen and <laughs> dream conspiracies. Yeah. Oh, do you see that aliens are real? <laughs> <laughs> NASA, NASA put out that uh, that footage or whatever. Yeah, that like, video has yeah. been circle circulating on the the dark web for years now. Yeah, but now that NASA's involved, you got to take it, it seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was a drone. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm not an alien skeptic. Like, I think that aliens are real a hundred million percent. Like, I yeah. believe in it a hundred million percent. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a high percentage. But I mean, a hundred is probably good enough. I don't think they're like being subtle or hiding from us like i think if aliens wanted to interact with us they would i don't think they give a shit about what we're doing here one bit um yeah but yeah anyways that's for our conspiracy uh podcast yeah (laughs) um tune into our pliny podcast where we go off the rails with conspiracy theories but um 
Yeah, this is Film Friends Podcast. This is a podcast where three best friends get together and talk about movies, specifically actors and actresses, but this week we're mixing it up. Um, so I have the beach ball because I use the beach ball. Oh, okay, cool. And I bopped it on your head. It went really high in the air and then you... Caught it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so for this week, I thought I'd mix it up um, and go with a director who, you know, I have to say is, I don't know if she's one of my favorites, but um, the couple of movies that I've seen of hers, uh, I really liked. So I thought we'd dive in a little more. And my choice was the one, the only, Sofia Coppola. Yep. Coppola. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I chose Sofia Coppola basically for two movies. Um, one, The Virgin Suicides. I love, love that movie. And then a little movie that came out three years ago called The Beguiled. Um, that was like very different from anything I've ever seen. And I was really intrigued by it and yeah, I was super into it. So that put me on to put me on to her. And then like, I've always heard about one of the movies we're going to review today, Lost in Translation. Um, but kind of stayed away from it for a while. Um, and then, you know, the bling ring, <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought she'd be interesting, especially with her, like her father being Francis Ford Coppola. And, you know, I guess that would make her cousin, her Nicolas cousin, Cage. <laughs> yeah. And Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. So, so she's, she's definitely, uh, you know, a Hollywood elite. Um, and I thought it would just be cool to kind of, you know, see what's up with her. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, I agree. I mean, I like those two movies that you mentioned. And I'm also glad that we did Marie Antoinette because that's a movie I had started twice and never got through. And I'm glad this time I completed that journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's also known for a little ditty called A Very Merry Christmas on Netflix, uh, which is an interesting, like, 50-minute special. Yeah. Which I had no idea that she directed. I didn't know she did, but now it makes sense watching Lost in Translation. Mm -hmm. Her and Bill Murray are probably tight. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Bailey, how do you feel? I feel like I'm. I don't want to assume anything on your end, but I do get the feeling that you don't really dig her movies. Is that is that safe uh, to say? Yo, here's the thing. Yo, I love the idea of her. <laughs> <laughs> i want to really like her movies because i think she's cool mm -hmm. and her movies are like kind of different but like honestly i get bored man yeah <laughs> um marie antoinette really i was expecting something to happen and something significant at least yeah and i didn't really get anything i mean we can talk about that really when we get to the movie, but like, yeah, in both movies, I kind of wanted a little more to happen and it's just kind of like a, a straight line for me. Yo, here's the thing. I agree with you. I also agree like, with you. And that's why I hesitate saying she's one of my favorites. She's just a, she's just a director for me 
that like I'm very interested in her and when she puts out a movie it's usually different so like I'm always intrigued to watch it and I'm always like oh that was a good movie but you're right I guess she she does slow burns but yeah the burn at the end is not even hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah no see, I think I'm kind of in the same boat where like I really like I feel like she's cool and she's like hip in Hollywood and like when yeah. you, when she has a movie coming out like everyone's kind of hype on it and it's like the new Sofia Coppola movie and like I'm down to see it but I'm usually never like wow yeah that blew me away right? yeah I agree I think she's more into just filming scenes and places than she really is about plot yeah. Um, more like I think these two movies are perfect examples of how she really is really interested in like time periods, places, locations, the way people dress, the way people move and talk, but not as much about um, how the plot moves along. She cares more about like specific scenes and dialogue between specific moments than right. she does about it leading to somewhere at the end. Yeah. I mean, both movies like Lost in Translation is just like a love letter in a way to like Tokyo mm-hmm. and Japan and the kind of the culture there. And then obviously Marie Antoinette is just her take on on Versailles and that that whole time and stuff. Um, I I think that the one that stands out for me is The Virgin Suicides. That one has a pretty strong plot, I think. Being based off a book. Yeah, but yeah, Yeah. and she didn't write it, so maybe that plays into like whenever a movie is based off a book, the plot is always very strong and very apparent. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it'll be interesting. We could walk through the movies and and you know see what we liked and what we didn't like. But yeah, it's kind of cool. We're all on the same page. Bailey, did you see Virgin Suicides? Yeah, that that's actually one where it kind of stands out to be a little different than her other ones, right? For sure. Yeah, and it was like her first movie, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Now, have you guys uh, seen the Bling Ring? <laughs> yo, I saw I saw it in theaters actually. Really? Was it? What was that movie like? I mean, I don't remember i mean i feel like it is a little different than our other ones because the plot is literally like something that has to be dramatic where it's like these kids like robbing like rich people like these girls like going into like rich people's closets and like robbing them oh gotcha isn't it a24 might be i think it might be yeah um but yeah yeah i remember being uh i remember not loving it but i do remember it having a plot <laughs> gotcha yeah. and like the beguiled i love that movie but mostly because the way it looks well that's a remake too and the vibe and yeah that is a remake so she's good at period pieces i'll i'll say that much um but yeah let's uh let's dive into one of them um i'm gonna i have the beach ball still i'm spinning mm-hmm. on my finger uh, it's very hard to do that. <laughs> hey, I have, I'm talented. I'm a talented guy. Um, I'm gonna go with let's watch. Let's uh, let's watch. <laughs> let's do a live episode where we just watch the movie. Um, I'm gonna go with Lost in Translation, mm. and that's the 2003 masterpiece, Lost in Translation. That's her higher rated movie. Yes. Um, all her movies are actually like rated pretty high. Yeah. Um, for the most part. Um, but yeah, so Lost in Translation. Bailey, take it away. Okay, to simply put it, um, <laughs> Lost in Translation, a uh, 
a faded movie star and a uh, neglected young woman um, form an unlikely bond after crossing paths in Tokyo. <laughs> Yo, you son of a bitch. I loved it. It was good. He's definitely <laughs> reading that. <laughs> I tried to make it seem like I wasn't, but I, it's very obvious. <laughs> I know your vocabulary like the back of my hand. <laughs> uh, I tried to throw ums in there to throw it off. Damn, you um, fooled me, Bailey. But either way, great synopsis. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, that's all you need to know about this movie, really. Like... Uh-huh. There's no other threads. The The yeah. one thread is there's two lonely people, essentially, on a trip separately to Tokyo, and they find each other. Um, yeah, and they're two like, people that are married in relationships where they're seeking more love and more approval than they are receiving. Yo, would you call them... Uh... <laughs> Two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> and that fishbowl is Tokyo? Yes. Yes. I would. Oh okay. man. Yo, missed opportunity. They could have they could have rocked some Pink Floyd during Yo, I do have to I, say the soundtrack's kinda cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um I feel like Sofia Coppola always has cool music. And I mean we'll talk about it in the next one because the next one it's a little jarring, but um this one I like the vibe, and also there's a couple karaoke so- uh, scenes, um, and like music's talked a lot about it or in this movie. Um, yeah, this is also cool. So like doing um, research on her, this movie, she kind of it's a little more autobiographical than some of her other ones, where she she's kind of the main character as the director. So that's based off her. And her, like, past relationship, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Do we know, I know which I'm not past gonna relationship it's I'll based on? I'll reveal it later. Oh. But Classic yeah. teaser for the list. Which is funny because when Joy and I were watching it because we're best friends, I kept saying how I feel like she, Scarlett Johansson kind of looks like Sofia Coppola. So. Uh, yeah, Bailey, I don't that agree with thing. that assessment. <laughs> I do. Um, but, yeah. ScarJo, it's a young ScarJo in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like age appropriate too. It's nice because she, I think she's playing like 22, 23, 24 in this movie around that age. She just graduated from college um, and she kind of looks that age. And then Bill Murray's playing his age that he is, which is like in that probably late 40s, mm-hmm. early 50s. Um now is he? He's not a washed-up actor in this movie, is he? He's just like no, a famous actor that's doing advertising in Japan, or was he washed up? I couldn't tell. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like he might be on his downturn. Gotcha. Maybe. Yeah. Like, why? Why would he do this if he could take like a movie role? I don't know. That's true. I mean, he even mentioned something. He's like, it was either this doing a ad for Japanese whiskey for $2 million or putting on a play in New York or something. So yeah, you're right. Maybe he's on his, on his way out or he's not relevant anymore. So they kind of set up in like the very, very, very beginning in the first photo shoot that he was almost like a James Bond 
like action Act- figure. Yeah, yeah action figure because they talk about like all the did he do his own stunts and you know all this the scenes and um so i think it's kind of like that where he was probably more like a sean connery in the sense where he did these james bondian types movies and then he like remained famous but wasn't doing work mm-hmm. i mean you can tell by the way they wanted wanted him to do that yeah uh, for- yeah, those yeah. scenes were kind of funny. I liked um, those scenes. I also, I do like, obviously, it's like a pretty obvious theme, but like the movie's called Lost in Translation, and I like how a lot of the Japanese dialogue isn't translated for you, even in like closed caption and that, that kind of thing. Like, So it does put you in this part, like this, it gives you this perspective that you don't, if you don't know Japanese, like, you don't know what they're talking about and you kind of you're in the character's shoes of like this world that you know they don't know the language no one knows what they're saying either so that's kind of a cool thing to do in a movie i I like that yeah yeah i liked that too i liked that um they didn't translate any of it but there was a lot of think you could still tell what was going on which is cool which it shows you how we communicate through body language yeah. and gestures and things like that um i also thought it was funny how the use of translators in this movie were interesting too because yeah. there would be like these long stretches of speaking and they would translate only a little bit yeah. so it shows you how even with assistance you're losing so much of mm-hmm. the culture mm-hmm. um through the translator which i thought was a cool lens and I also want to mention that future film friend Giovanni Ribisi is in this uh-huh. movie. Yep. I know. Yep. I I have a feeling you're a big fan of Giovanni Ribisi. I um, I might love his name more than anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I'll, we'll, we'll, I don't really know. I know he's on Friends for a while. Mm-hmm. He's great. great I think friends, that's why Jordan thought that. Well, yes, that's why I thought that. Also, don't forget about Sneaky Pete. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like he's a those TV, TV guy. Out, but I don't know. I haven't seen too many like starring movie roles. That's true. I I don't think there are too many. <laughs> but hey, we uh, could we could deep dive them uh, down down in the future. Yeah. This is a hard movie to walk through because not a lot. It's not like a lot happens. But um, it's cool to see a country that I've never been to from all different angles, of high low night day like all these different perspectives of it Uh, i think one of my favorites though is they go back to a lot is the um arcades Mm -hmm. i liked Mm. those scenes i especially liked the punk guy smoking a cigarette playing guitar hero he was one of my favorites i uh a lot uh, i was gonna say yeah a lot of colors yes so many colors neon light Uh, yeah it's as a filmmaker it's probably awesome to like shoot that and that's why i do like the scenes where there's not much going on it's just a character walking but you could tell like she really liked the shot so she just Mm -hmm. did a static shot of it and then she would do the whole contrast of being in that hectic city and then showing scarlett johansson go to like a tranquil uh like uh, like a monk or like Mm -hmm. a sanctuary uh where do monks live i don't know like the temple uh no that's ignorant i i don't know though but um (laughs) okay i mean shout out to our monks i don't know um but yeah it it would she'd go to the countryside and that kind of thing it it was kind of a cool contrast um how did you guys feel about um 
See, here's the thing. I feel like I would have really liked the the love story because like the chemistry was cool, like it was good, but dude, the age difference threw me off, and the fact that they're both in relationships kind of threw me off because you couldn't really tell like that their significant others were like bad people because like sometimes when you're like cheating and the significant other is like a bad dude you're kind of like yeah i'm down for this it's like but justified in this, yeah in this sense i didn't really get that so it kind of threw me off well that's that. why it's like interesting because even during the movie kate and i were like yeah it was giovanni rubisi who is scarlett johansson's husband like is he even a bad guy like why is she questioning the marriage is she questioning the marriage because of him or is it more like an internal thing? So we were discussing how like both, well, I think both of them are, It that's also the other thing that's the lost in translation part is like they're what they need from each other is lost in translation, right? So she the needs that she wants fulfilled, he doesn't notice. Like he can't interpret what she's asking for. So he's like ignorant to what she wants and um we don't get his lens it might be the same thing for him we don't know and same thing with bill murray and his wife he's like asking for things from her that she can't fulfill for him because she's you could tell from her you get more of her perspective she's kind of annoyed being home alone with the taking care of the kids by herself but both mm-hmm. of them like everyone's not getting what they need fulfilled from the other person and it's just getting lost on them um but i agree with like the age difference this is something that i said i was hoping that can I, can I spoil the ending yeah yeah so they kiss at the end and that was a moment that i was like ugh, i wish it was just like platonic and that these two people were just like intimate friends yeah and I, they, I thought that would have been cooler to be honest yeah, yeah but same. here's the thing i might argue that that kiss at the end is the kiss of like platonic friends that so when's what friend have you kissed like that <laughs> Yo, i thought you were gonna say the kiss of death <laughs> <laughs> um, Yo, a big hug i feel like would have done it for me well yeah, the hug same. was perfect like mm-hmm. because yeah i i agree that like if it left at the hug it would have been great it was a right. good shot you felt that hug as like a viewer but then the kiss i was like oh but the kiss was kind of like a hey i know we're never gonna see each other again i know we had this like intimate friendship here's a smooch be on your way <laughs> i don't i don't agree i feel like um the intimacy of the hug was really nice and then the fact that he whispers something in her ear that we can't hear is the most intimate yeah yeah i I just think like yo if they didn't kiss like he has nothing to i don't know come home and like have a secret you know it's just well don't forget about him sleeping with with the the lounge lounge singer singer, though which Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true too i honestly forgot about which it. i hated that i did too i, I wish didn't think that was he needed. didn't it would have added to his character of being like up holding like the fact that he didn't put any moves on scarlett johansson and take advantage of her i liked well, like I, I liked that that's why i was okay with the kiss because you know he could have tried something earlier on not saying that she would have been down with it or whatever but he could have been this creepy old guy who did that but he he fought it and didn't do that i also um 
was disappointed with the lounge singer thing too because we see him in other scenarios where he could easily take advantage of women like at a strip club and when the woman comes to his room um and he doesn't lay a hand on any of these people and he's more like when the stripper like flips over he's afraid she's gonna fall off the thing so he like goes to catch her and like they're very he's very wholesome so that lounge singer part was a little disappointing yeah people disappoint you you know Yeah. yeah that's true yeah um, but yeah, I, I I still stay no kiss better movie. <laughs> oh, no kiss, no lounge singer, great movie. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. I I mean no lounge singer. I'm okay with the kiss. <laughs> I'm not. I'm strongly against the kiss. I thought the I still think that secret that he whispers to her is the most intimate thing you could do. Yeah. And to like cheapen it with the kiss kind of made me upset. And here's the thing, dude paparazzi could have been out there then that gets out yeah papa roach could have been out there for all i know um yeah but like overall i would say this movie's like good it's good it's a good movie it's it's interesting because i've people have suggested this movie to me over the years and i've like heard people talk about this movie and it's i think it's kind of polarizing some people just are like yeah it was boring nothing happens i don't like that movie and then some people drool over it so yeah i definitely think it's it's one of her ones i like the most yeah just because i i don't know the whole whole, like love story aspect kind of gives a little bit more than the next movie yeah oh i agree i i I agree too i think there's something i like this movie better than the next one but i think there's something charming about this movie um because it's it's subtle and it's in the love story too which is nice it's not like it's definitely a love story and it's not like your cliche over the top grand gestures big plot lines heroic stances it's very subtle and it's the way i feel everyone gets into relationships and how we feel them and Mm -hmm. create them which is cool i i think both characters are very cool too yeah like yo I was an anti-Bill Murray guy for a long time, and I'm starting to question why that is. The more and more, like, I don't think I've watched enough of his stuff. And then, you know, the last couple of years, I guess I've seen a couple of movies of his, and, like, I don't get why I'm anti-Bill Murray. Like, I, I kind of like him in all the things I'm seeing him in. Um, it's just, I mean, I can kind of understand, like, I think I'm anti-Bill Murray. I think it's just because he's very, like hyped and like yeah people love to like see him in a bar and like oh bill murray bill murray was chilling in this bar and i chilled with him. i don't know i feel like he's very yeah cool i yeah. like i i agree in the sense that like i don't like his hype but i think that he's also a person that just he's been famous for so long i think he's a man who just kind of wanted to be able to like go to a bar and hang out and experience these things and he's at the point where he's like fuck it i don't care who sees me Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just trying to like experience things that he's not been really able to like, kind of like this movie, right. Yeah. Where he's a character who's in the bar and he's like, it's nice for him to be in Tokyo because he's anonymous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like old Bill Murray more than new Bill Murray. Yeah. Or, maybe that's what it is. Oh wait. Oh no. I young. might like new Bill Murray. <laughs> I meant, I meant young Bill Murray. He's like, like always old, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can you clarify that? You like... He likes like, young Bill Murray. No, 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 no. I like 
old Bill Murray as opposed to young Bill yeah, Murray. Yeah, same, oh, same. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that too. Yeah, like I don't I don't I don't get down with like Caddyshack's a good movie and stuff, but like that era Bill Murray, maybe I don't F with so much like stripes or whatever that movie's called. I mean, I I love Bill Murray. I mean, I was a huge Ghostbuster fan as a kid, so <laughs> You were a Ghostbuster. I wish. Um I'm I might turn to a Bill Murray fan when he does Scrooge. Just just let just putting okay. that out there. <laughs> I thought there was gonna be more. Me that's, too. that's when he won me over. Yeah. Okay. Um all right, well that's lost in translation. Um why don't we give it a a rating and uh I can't wait to find out about so I'm I'm curious already, but um yeah, what what's everyone's rating for Lost Bill, in Translation? Well, you go first. Uh great. Um Lost in Translation. Uh love the love Tokyo. Love Tokyo. <laughs> Yo, I kind of love Tokyo too. I I've never been there. <laughs> Um, but this movie makes me want to go there. Same. I've never done karaoke. This ma- movie made me w- want to do karaoke. Um, yeah, I'll give it a big heart Heart to Tokyo. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've also always wanted to go to Tokyo. And I think it. this was a cool way to do it. So I'm going to give it um, heart to Tokyo. Love the pink wig. Ooh, the pink wig. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yo, Scarlett Johansson might be like, I might love Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I I do love Scarlett Johansson. Jordan went through a Kate's, a, Kate's an been emotion. holding me down on it because we're best <laughs> friends, but like, I have to express my love for Scarlett Johansson. I need to let it out. So back to the Bill Murray argument. That's how I feel about Scarlett Johansson. Not a fan it, of young ScarJo, but fan of older ScarJo. Yeah, there's just something about, like, I like her. She's not just, like, a big movie star. She'll do, like, the indie movie. Like, yeah, I like. I just like everything about her. I like the way she looks. I like the way she Oh, you her mean movie. her indie film, Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, she does Avengers, yeah. and then she does Marriage Story. Yeah. Like, it's like, she's cool. And I back her. She'll do Jojo Rabbit. She'll do Match Point. <laughs> yeah. Um, she does it dude. Eight-Legged Freaks. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i love scar joe have we rev- is she a film friend no i i i hold her in such high regard that i'm afraid to review her <laughs> um, he's afraid about what's in the what's in the closet what's, what's in the box <laughs> what's in the box <laughs> um cool well this isn't the scar joe episode this isn't the bill murray episode this is the sophia Coppola episode and I am curious as hell um about her. Hmm. What's yeah, your height? <laughs> What's your weight? What's your height? What's your weight? With your match on the What's your height? What's your weight? Will it get it wrong? She'll support him anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Which I don't back. Yo, she had a well, good time on the set of Matchpoint. Who can blame <laughs> her? 
Yo, here's the thing. I love that movie. Like, love I it. Watch but it. I think she's pretty bad in it. Um, I couldn't. That movie, the acting was. I couldn't get through it. Yeah, the acting is strange in that movie, but I think it's well written. She's sexy as hell. That's the only reason why you like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's straight uh, up the only. Yo, reason every character in that movie is sexy as hell. What's that guy? Jonathan Reese Myers or. Something I don't know. Every right. character in that movie is beautiful, and it's sexy, and it's British, and yeah. she can do sexy pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she just is. She could do sexy all by herself. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's 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 wrap this up. All right. So today we're doing the works. Jordan wrote Sophie Copy at five eight, one hundred and thirty five pounds, eight and a half size shoe. 50 years old from L.A., Virgo. Bailey said that she's 5'2", 100 pounds, size 7. <laughs> That's very skinny, but it's fine. Um, size 7 feet. <laughs> That's funny. Um, wine country, California, 48 years old, Aquarius. Yeah, I love wine country. So she's, she's, from wine country. <laughs> she's an average of the height between you two. So she's 5'5". Five, five. Uh-huh. and 121 pounds and okay. she's a size eight and a half shoe so Jordan, yeah so she's that. she's just me she, she's just like normal like that's just what i am except she might have bigger feet and she i might weigh more so <laughs> women's sizes so right right so it evens out <laughs> uh beg to differ um so she was born may 14th 1971 so she is 48 years old bailey you hit that nail right on the head ah speaking of may 14th Be check us you. out on may 4th mm-hmm. uh, yeah, good point, good point. we're going live guys mm-hmm. 9 p.m eastern time so she is a taurus i don't know how what noise you make for that uh, there, oh, there that it is good. that's a good bull <laughs> That's a bull with rabies. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was born in New York, New York. Ooh. Oh, East Coast. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has a West Coast vibe, but she's definitely East Coast. I'm sure there's a vineyard in New York, New York. Yeah. <laughs> she also lives in Greenwich Village currently, so she's just been New York her whole freaking life. Damn. Yo, I thought for sure the Coppolas would just be where the sausage is made out in L.A. Uh, yep with sausages um she was born sophia carmina coppola her nickname is domino so as we said her father is francis ford coppola she has some famous cousins um her acting debut was godfather but she's like uncredited in it Mm -hmm. um and then her as we said her directorial debut is virgin suicides but she had done a short film i think before that where she said that moment was where everything clicked for her um because before she interned for chanel when she was 15 um she dropped out of college and started her own clothing line called um milk fed (laughs) which is now exclusively sold in japan interesting yeah um so she kind of like didn't know what she wanted in life and when she started when she made that short film, she said it, everything clicked for her. Cause she kind of could do everything she wanted in directing, which makes sense looking at her films now. Cause she's 
the clothing's always on point. The shots are very artistic. I take umbrage to that a little bit. Why? Once she was born under the name Coppola, she could have done whatever she oh, wanted. Oh, well, I think that's part of why she did so many yeah, things yeah. because of that. I mean, mm-hmm. she's super famous. She has, like, everything yeah. handed to her. So you kind of have to put that lens on when you think about it. But do you want to guess some favorites? Oh, always. Yeah. What's her favorite color? Um. Uh, yellow yo when i think of the coppola's i think nothing but red and maroon and like scarlet mostly probably because of blood okay uh (laughs) navy blue (laughs) okay what's her favorite band uh she loves the strokes (laughs) um she's super into the national yeah no she she probably has good vibes i'm probably like the cure or like that era like like jesus and mary chain the Chemical Brothers. <laughs> Loves that techno. Okay. Want to guess can't. some of her favorite movies? Ooh, she did a Criterion uh, interview, and I don't remember a single one. That so I'm going to go with, like, what's, like, a classic movie? <laughs> the, uh, the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with, like, ooh, she might like Kurosawa. I'll go with, like, Seven Samurai. So, um, Rumblefish, which is a cool movie. Her dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, The Last Picture Show, 16 Candles, Lolita, and Breathless. Yeah, Yeah, all those kind of check out with her style and her vibe, yeah. Um, So, she's, one of her best friends is the fashion designer, Mark Jacobs, and his famous Sophia bag is named after her. Oh, nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she is the first American woman to be nominated for Best Director and third woman ever to be nominated for Best Picture. Oh. Or Best Director, I mean. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which that's also, cool. I, I do want to point out, like, I also want to promote women filmmakers, too. Like, that's yeah. another reason why I chose her. And I've been trying to be, like, conscious of that when I'm watching movies and stuff. Because um, I'm conscious of it when I read grass. books. Like I'm, you're. I, I'm starting to notice. Like it's very. I think it's super apparent when it's a female writer and a male writer. And I tend to like women writing a lot more. Greta, yo, Greta. We love. I Greta. don't know. There's just. I don't know. There's something about it. It's more delicate. It's more like people's. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I haven't done my thesis on it yet. So. Cool. Go back but, to college, write it. But yeah, I wanted to pick Sophia because she represents that group, I think, pretty Absolutely. well. Absolutely. She, she paved the road for Greta. We did Greta as an actress on here, but we didn't do her as her director. So this is our first like female directing episode. Yeah. So that's all my oh. facts. That's cool. Um, well, I think there was a baby elephant in the room, too. Um. Those are so cute. <laughs> yeah, I love ba- that video where the baby elephant's chasing, chasing that bird around yeah, in the fall. So God, I love it. But um, uh, so the baby elephant was that Kate and Bailey were talking about Sophia Coppola's dating history and saying that it's legendary, and I know nothing about it. So um, I've been hot this whole episode, so we might as well cue the music. <laughs> Thank you.
with Bailey. Have you watched any movies? Um, I want that after this. I feel like we should. Yeah. Like the next movie. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Take it away. Yeah. yeah um. Sophia Coppola. Let's see what we got. Um. First man on my board is. I make a board now. Oh, good. Is it a vision board? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, seeing all of M. Knight's tweets about him storyboarding has really got me into sports. <laughs> um, first man, Keanu Reeves. Oh, I love we that. We love it. Yeah, from 91 to 92. Um, I feel like he somehow has a connection to the Coppola Yo, so much. Yo, I was literally just thinking that. So he worked on like her dad's movie, Dracula. <laughs> There okay. it is. <laughs> I thought it was something stronger, but yeah, okay. I thought it was familial, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, and then I have Anthony Kiedis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit! Got into the rock world, dude. Mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, Anthony Kiedis. At that time, she definitely has a look because that's when Keanu was rocking the Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> yeah, um, and then she kind of mixed the two and went for. Uh, a nice long-term relationship and a marriage, I guess, with uh, Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow! And that's who—that's the husband in Lost in Translations, based off of. Oh, interesting. Whoa, what a power couple! Yeah, that's so. so Yo, know, Spike Jones. Um, I think Spike Jones might be like one of the coolest dudes. Yeah, mm-hmm. V cool. Yeah. Um, but apparently he uh, was neglecting his. Uh, <laughs> His marriage. Wife, Sophia. Um, <laughs> and then I see something here, which is interesting. Um, I see Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? After Spike Jones. So. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, she was trying to get some tips and pointers from Quentin. Yeah. Um, well, she, the the immediate connection I have there. And maybe this is what sparked it. In Lost in Translation, there was a lot of foot play and a lot of... So much foot play. Foot photography, and maybe Quentin loved it. He was the older man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, It's the same year. They dated 2003 to 2004. Okay. We're solving Uh, a mystery. (laughs) And then I have, uh, she's been married to Thomas Mars for the past eight years. So he's or... the lead singer of Phoenix. Oh, shit. Yeah, she's cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> also, what what's Phoenix? The band. Yeah, yeah the, the lead singer. I didn't know that was his name, but he's he's awesome. Um, Never heard of Phoenix, to be honest. Yeah, you would know their songs. They're definitely radio friendly for a while, but. Uh, they're like one of those radio bands that when you dive into them, they're actually like really, they're really like good. They're like Listomania is one of their yeah. songs, right? Oh, uh, I know that. I know yeah, that song. Yeah. They're from France? Yeah, they're French. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently they met while he was the, like the production, head of production for the Virgin Suicide soundtrack. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I also see he's from Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but everyone's from Versailles if you're from France, right? Um, there's a pretty big city called Paris. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. But yeah, maybe. And they have two kids. 
Yeah, they do. Oh, so that's the current they've been married. They're married. Oh my god. Yeah. R- Romy and Cosmina. Mm-hmm. Croquet is the both of their middle names. Wait, the both their kids have the same middle name? Mm-hmm. Romy Croquet and Cosmina Croquet. Must be I like think it might be Co- Is it Cosima? Is it C O S No, it's C R O Q U E T. I'm talking about the first name. Oh, Cosima? Cosmina? It could be Cosmina. Kate, Kate's dyslexic. I let am me, dyslexic. Let me check it here. could be Cosmina. Oh, Cosima. There's an I before the M. Yeah. Either way, it's an, it's an interesting name. Cos- Cosima. Yeah, there's no N in it. <laughs> I Kate's don't know. Struggling. I'm struggling <laughs> over here. All right, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, legendary. Yo, uh, maybe my favorite dating history. Yeah, like in terms of who I would want to date, I would want to date all those people. <laughs> Yo, I probably wouldn't date Anthony Kiedis, but yeah, yeah. that would be during my wild times, I guess. Uh-huh. But yeah, like, for sure. every single person she's dated or married has been uber famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, imagine hanging out with Sofia Coppola. I feel like uh, she's probably so cool. Yeah, uh, her connections. I don't know. Be cool. Anyways, um, shall we move on to the next one? All right, we let's, shall. let's rock and roll. Uh, so the lowest rated movie of hers, which is still rated fairly decently, probably in the middle somewhere, um, was the 2006 period piece, Marie Antoinette. Bailey, take it away. Okay. Um, Marie Antoinette is about Marie Antoinette. Um, <laughs> To be honest, she becomes queen and she parties and she wears cool clothes and she has friends and then the movie kind of ends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so it's it's very like I don't know much about Marie Antoinette. So while I was watching the movie, I was on the Marie Antoinette uh, wiki mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it like it's pretty factual. It's just a modern it has like a modern tinge or modern modern vibe to it. Uh huh. Because um, like Marie Antoinette was a teenager when all this was yeah. going on, so like she kind of is like a teenager in the movie. I don't know. It's like weird, and she's partying with her friends, film friend Rose Byrne, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just lavish and fashionable, and the music is modern. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I mean, kind of like Bailey said, though, it's it's just her partying, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought I, I d- chose not to look at her wiki because I thought, like, there has to be something that's going to happen. Mm. Like, something big or, like, something crazy is going to happen because, like, why would you... I feel like it's a weird story to tell when there's no story to tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess like the thing that happens is, I don't know, Versailles kind of, it's during like the French Revolution Mm -hmm. and people raid Versailles and they just leave and then I was waiting for someone to die or like. Well, well, they do get beheaded, both of them, Um, like in the actual history, like uh, King uh, 
Louis. Is that is that who I it was? I don't remember. I think uh, so. King Louis and Marie Antoinette. They both get beheaded and just like thrown in ditches, um, because like they people love them and then people revolted against them. And one of the reasons is because Marie Antoinette was like spending money on herself and lavishness and Versailles and clothing and you know all this opulence and stuff and like people were like yo you're fucking using that money for that mm-hmm. and they like revolted against her basically so this movie is based off a historical book about marie antoinette yeah um but i did know that you know how they talk about like the birth of the kids in this how it's like super important i they also i remember hearing that the how her children kept passing away on her so she had multiple deaths of children and that's what kind of drove her mad yeah. and that's what caused her to like spend a lot of money and put a, put mm-hmm. poor money into the into versailles and like the way versailles looks like now is a lot to do with how she styled it mm-hmm. and renovated it but i also read that uh, which is really cool that versailles gave them free reign to film uh, in there because it was going to be a sympathetic view of her and a lot of people see her negatively so they were excited to have someone paint her in this way that was more positive so i think that's also why we didn't see like the beheadings at the end yeah i also feel like the beheadings happened not well, didn't they happen like oh we lost to, uh, we're having some difficult technical difficulties uh, yeah yo uh-oh Oh no! Right. Oh, well, now say your beheading stuff. Oh, I was just saying, it, did this happen at along the, the time of the French Revolution? Because I feel like it happened later in life. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, everything was kind of factual in the movie, but like, kind of like Kate said, like they didn't show things like her children. Like you know, in the movie, she has that baby boy. And, like, he, he's living, and by the end of the movie, he's still alive. Um, I mean, one of, his, one of her children dies. But, like, that other baby boy dies as well in real life. Like, the only child that survives is Marie Therese, uh, the first girl that was born. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think, it, I mean, it does a good job of painting the light that Marie Antoinette was, like, kind of a victim to this world. Mm-hmm. Like she was kind of forced into this world she didn't want to be in. She was forced to do all these things she didn't really want to. Her husband was like not worried about having a child with her, didn't want to have sex with her, was more worried about hunting with his boys. Um and like it definitely paints her as like the victim in this. Mm-hmm. And it gives that perspective. But yeah, it takes place during the French Revolution. And I mean, they're a big turning point on during that time um but yeah but like the fact that they got to shoot at versailles is cool and it made it, it the movie looks amazing awesome. yeah mm-hmm. uh, i love like the reason why i tried to watch it so many times was because of the costumes and everyone when this came out that's what everyone talked about was how outrageous and incredible the costuming was in this movie i mean it won an oscar for costumes um which it deserves. I mean, they're insane and so detailed and so coordinated with the whole scheme. I think just visually this movie is stunning, but plot-wise it's like, eh, it's hard to follow because it's just, it's dragged out. Yeah. 
Um, but it's a slow burn. It's another slow burn. Slow rose burn. Yeah. Um, speaking of other people in it, yo, honorary film friend because she shows up in everything we review. Molly Shannon's in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love Molly Shannon. Yeah. Tom Hardy's also in it. Yeah, Tom Hardy's in it. Yeah. In a for a brief moment. We also have. I mean, Jason Schwartzman is the king. Her cousin. Um, and he's yeah, her cousin. Um, he's kind of funny in it too. He plays he plays a very Jason Schwartzman character. Yeah. Uh, we also have the Rip Torn R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, anybody else significant in it? Not that I remember. Yeah. But I I like their like relationship in this movie though. Uh, Kirsten Dunst and Jason Schwartzman. This kind of reminds me of the Lost in Translation in the sense that it's it's slow and tender. Um, <laughs> that sounded real weird. Yeah, Kate loves a slow, slow and, and tender. tender. <laughs> but like in the sense where like they didn't really push each other, and then eventually they grow to like love each other in ways that feels more human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was bored. Yeah, I get it. I knew you'd be bored. I wish I had more to say. I, I wanted to, like, if there was something going on, I feel like I would have been really into it. Um, but, yeah, it just the, the story didn't really hook me. I mean, I don't know. I also think, so there's two movies that I've seen that are the same vibe, but they do it, like, better, in my opinion. So I recently watched Barry Lyndon for the first time, which is, like, the Stanley Kubrick version. Um of like a period piece and it's pretty amazing it's like three hours long but like it's it's really good and then also the favorite that came out mm-hmm. a year or two ago um yeah and i just think those movies do it better than this one well this and the favorite are both they both of the directors say their odes to barry linden yeah so. i i don't think you could touch barry linden when it comes to this type of movie like it's like it's incredible. It looks incredible. Every frame, every scene is like a painting. Like it's insane. It's a little boring and drags at times, but like it's worth the the three hours for sure. Bailey, I have a question for you. What's up? As a dog owner, how did you feel about her having to give up her dog at the beginning? Um, was not a fan. I would have, I would have revolted. <laughs> yeah, yo, I would have refused. Uh, Getting naked in that tent. Being a uh, queen i've been like you know, if mops can't come i'm i'm not into it i loved mops too it's a shame it's definitely a weird life where when you wake up there's like a hundred people just surrounding yeah, you yeah i i would not do well in mm-hmm. that life at all mm-hmm. um the fact that she yeah she just has to represent the country and be who they expect her to be. That's kind of what, yo, I thought it was going to even be more of her revolting against what they want. And she does a little bit, like she's very much her own person, but I thought it was going to be more of that. way more of her being like, yo, you don't have to be at my bedside when I wake up. Mm-hmm. Like, or I'm not going to be as fancy as you want me to be, but she kind of leans into it at points. Yeah. Too. Yeah, it would have been cool if it was sort of like a, uh, yo, I'm going to do things more, like, differently. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pave the way for future queens, and it wasn't really yeah. much of that. Well, I mean, she did a little bit in the sense where she, 
like had her own house and hung yeah. out by herself which i feel like is really unique and they kind of let her do that which yeah. is cool they gave her some independence which i feel like in this time women had zero independence yeah that's true i guess for this time she was kind of yeah rebellious and yeah i think she i think like they showed like a lot more of that than we realized because of how like barriered they were to change and doing their own things but but even it was weird they even weren't allowed to pick up their own cups they had to be like handed cups oh that was that was weird i don't know look see like being a king or a queen looks like a drag to me (laughs) yeah Um, i agree but uh yeah this movie was in my opinion just okay i wouldn't if you like period pieces like if you like the favorite you like barry linton this is like not up to that level but it's the same vibe um and if you dig like costuming and set design this is you will love it yeah um and if you like how in the new Great Gatsby they mashed an old time with a uh, very new modern music, yeah, you'll like this one too. Don't know how I feel about that in this, but yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know if I like that in anything. I think um, Westworld nailed it with the piano versions of new music, right? Where there's no vocals, it's just piano renditions of it. Yeah, I I'm a fan of what Quentin Tarantino does. Like if you're doing a movie that's set in 1969. Mm-hmm. only play music yeah. from that year i, I think it. that's really the cool. way that's yeah. that's what you should do um but uh yeah any any it? other any other thoughts on it bailey um i wish i i honestly wish i had more to say yeah but, i wish uh, i wish we did could, watch yeah. go ahead two weeks ago i think i watched it two weeks ago and um honestly it's kind of uh other things have taking precedent in my mind you know yeah speaking of that um actually let's rate it real quick yeah i'll give it uh two um macarons i'll give it a high beehive hairdo i'll give it a um uh like a thought cloud emoji of um something else going on i guess it's not an emoji but i would just give it like a Okay, I'll give it boring. It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so you you said other things took precedent. And I guess have you watched anything in the last two weeks besides uh, these movies? I watched um, the Beastie Boys documentary. Oh, yo, how was that? Yo, it was honestly awesome. I think they are so fucking cool, but probably like the coolest dudes of all time <laughs> i could agree with that not even seeing the documentary is that on apple tv it is and spike jones was like the director it's really just like a um well the one guy died mm-hmm. um and it's the other two guys just telling the history at like a uh big theater in new york and it's like directed by spike jones and they just go through their whole history as that's a band. so cool yeah yeah and i'd like to uh, check that out that that's a band that I never really looked into too much. My brother gave me, I guess, Ill Communications when I was really young. Mm -hmm. And I was so into that album. But I never, like, dove into the BC Boys. And recently, uh, a former guest, good friend Joey Breeding, uh, was talking about them, that they're his favorite band. And he, like, literally knows everything everything about them. So, um, yeah. so And he was talking about them. And I was, like, getting pumped listening listening to him talk about them and now hearing you yeah. talk about them maybe it's something i should look into i want to look cool. go ahead 
I was gonna say it was cool. Um, like I knew before that they started out as like a hardcore band, yeah. and uh, they just got really into rap <laughs> and uh, just kind of went that direction. But it was cool seeing how they uh, grew up in uh, punk and hardcore and shit, and it just ventured in a different direction. Yeah, I mean they're so cool. I remember when I was really young. The first CD I bought was Licensed to Ill. Like, I saved up all my money because I really wanted it. Because I was really into them as a child. I wanted to, like, dress like them and look like them and act like them. <laughs> it was a very yeah, sh- yeah. short-lived summer that I felt that way. Um, but I was very into them at one point when I was young. Yeah, their swag is... Um, On point. Un- unmatched. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um. We also, we watched Onward. Oh, how was it? Yeah. I liked it. I loved it. Really? I don't know. I don't know. I've reviews. Yeah, people are definitely not liking it. And to those people, I want to say, do you have a heart? Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's like, obviously, this story's been told a million times, but like, so has every other Pixar movie. They're all like based off of a theme or a story. I don't know. This one's just, I, uh, it's really heartwarming to me. I just think that it doesn't, it's not like Pixar level of what you would want from Pixar in the sense of it visually kind of looks more like a DreamWorks movie. Ooh. I know. Yo, it does have a DreamWorks vibe, vibe for sure. I know, but it's like some of the scenes look like real objects. It's crazy. The, level of animation they've gotten but i think so, it was like a really fun heartwarming movie i don't think would i say it's the best pixar movie no but would i say it was really awesome yeah so would it be up there with um so it's good but it's not up there with like the greats correct like that's what i would say yeah i agree with that and i also definitely better than cars <laughs> i very very much hope it's a standalone like i hope it has sequel written all over it. Like, like I could just tell that there's going to be a sequel, but I wish they wouldn't. Yeah, it's and like, more charming. A part way. of me is like, Ratatouille is my favorite. I love Wally. I love those movies because, one, great storytelling, good movies, and then they don't touch them. They don't do a sequel or make it into a franchise. But like, that's the way I feel about this one. I hope they don't, but it everything about it has it because it's like this you know they're sorcerers and wizards that live among actually the whole world is like kind of magical yeah and and uh you could definitely make a sequel about this movie um i hope they don't but yeah i don't think it's anything outstanding but i thought it was like pretty tight and Mm -hmm. i liked it yeah, I feel like the last couple Pixar movies have been pretty good, and I don't think they're really touching them for sequels and stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, they are for up. Inside Out. Oh, are they? Oh. Uh, they're doing, okay. um, that's the, I think, the next one coming out, and it's about the adult brain instead of the huh. child brain. Oh, that's kind of a cool yeah. take. Um, All right. Well. What else? <laughs> is there, is we watched Greener Grass. Yeah, I saw you guys both. Um, you have mixed reviews on it yeah i it was funny it's just like a long snl skit to me like it was okay but it was too weird for me like it's it kate's alley for sure i I really really enjoyed it um i have actually never heard of it yes same i don't know where 
where did you find it? What, what? So they were on the direct. It's two female directors, and mm-hmm. they're both UCB players, and they were on co- an episode of Comedy Bang Bang a while ago p- promoting this movie. Um, okay. So that's where I heard of it, and I I liked listening to them. So when I saw it pop up on Hulu, I I had I was like, oh, I have to watch this because I you know heard about it before and it sounded up my alley, and I'm glad I did because it was up my alley. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know if I talked about it. I don't know how long ago I watched this, but I watched all three American Pie movies. Ugh. Well, there's four, but I don't really count the fourth one, dude. The fourth one's kind of roached. Um, <laughs> and... but I will say, um, I think the second one's my favorite. American Pie. Yeah. You know, you're not an American wedding guy. No, I, I do like American wedding. I like the first three a lot. Um, but American, I think there's like American Reunion, I guess, is the mm-hmm. newest, which didn't doesn't really hit for me. But huh. I, I kind of forget the difference between one and two. I was never, never an American Pie guy. That's not your humor. You're not um, into Dude, things Stifler. that are Stifler. Like what? Stifler and Stifler's mom. Like, <laughs> yo, I, yo, it's funny. I think it's still. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's my brand of humor. I wouldn't say that, yeah. but it, I still enjoy it. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing watching it when I was younger. Yeah, sure. I could see that. It's kind of like I feel that way about Superbad. Like, I liked Superbad when I was younger. I don't think it's really my brand of humor, but like, uh-huh. I could still watch that and enjoy it, I think, because of nostalgia purposes. Uh-huh. I never watched the American Pie series at all. I think I've seen, like, clips of it and, like, pieces of it, but I've never, I think, sat down to watch any of them. Who's your favorite character in that movie, in that series? Yo, Stifler's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's so funny. Uh, I don't know. I like Yo, Stifler. you're a Sean w- William Scott guy? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Future film friend for sure. I mean, dude, where's my car? <laughs> yeah. Yo, honestly, exactly. I don't know where my car is, like, in real life right now. <laughs> Should probably run mine. Um <laughs> Uh yeah, and that's all. I I wa- rewatched the or we rewatched uh, the death, death of Stalin. Stalin last night, um, which was awesome. I love, love that, that movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, we love that movie. I know you don't really like that movie too much, Bailey, right? I've, I've never seen it, and it doesn't really seem like a movie that I would be down to watch. I don't think. Do you like Veep? Yeah. 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 yeah you would like. Yeah, it. you'd like it. I mean, it's the guy who made Veep. Um. It's essentially Veep in Russia. <laughs> yeah, it's Veep during the reign of Stalin and obviously Stalin's death. Yeah, and it just has the same exact vibe. I will have to say after watching it again, though, the first half is solid as hell. Yeah. And the second half, like, meanders a little bit, and it loses you a little bit. It gets, like two within itself i don't know i don't know the second half is like whatever but the first half is like pure gold in my mind i like the second half uh, but i know what you mean for sure i would definitely check that one out if i were you though bailey yeah okay Um, and i also watched ghost world for the first time speaking of scarlett johansson super young she was 18 in that movie like really straight up baby yeah she's a baby in that one I like that it's movie, up. too. Yeah. Is that movie good? I feel like it, it's like an indie classic, but I've never seen it. Oh, it's definitely an indie classic. I mean, it's an indie uh, graphic novel yeah. for sure. It's so funny because it's 
it's deemed as one of the most like classic indie graphic novels put into one of the most like classic indie movies so mm-hmm. they kind of run on the same channel and it's a really really good ad- adaptation of it too yeah it's definitely i i like that i've seen that movie like four or five times now i'm a fan of it i also i'll watch anything steve buscemi's in speaking True. of death of stalin two yeah. steve buscemi movies nothing about um it. but yeah yeah okay. but that's it um, check us out on live instagram may 4th star wars day yeah may 4th star for star wars day we're gonna give you a treat because we're huge star wars fans yep um but uh yeah follow us on social media if you don't we'll be posting on there um and obviously that's gonna it's gonna be the platform you're gonna have to watch us on mm-hmm. um and if you haven't already, download Letterbox. If you, what are you doing if you don't have Quarantine's a perfect time to do it. Yeah. Um, but as always, thanks for being patient with us while we uh, figure out scheduling and skip weeks here and there. Um, uh, our fans are the best fans, and we appreciate you guys. Kinda, thanks for being haters. Yeah, thanks for being haters. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on instagram but as always thank you for listening um and thank you for being haters we will see you guys in the future we'll see you on may 4th yes may 4th um yeah thanks for listening bye bye, bye. michael <laughs>